Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Warning Label Podcast. I am your host, Chef AC. Thank you so much for tuning in. I have a great show in store for y'all today. Um, we're going to get real. We're going to get to the nitty gritty. We're going to talk about some toxic relationships today in the episode. Uh, yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about toxic relationships. The We're going to talk about the ugly. Next week, we're going to talk about the happy and the lovey and dovey. But we got to make sure before we get into a good relationship, we want to go ahead and get rid of the toxicity because you want to bring yourself, your full self, 100% to whatever your next may be. So that's what we're going to do. This week's watch for dinner is going to be ramen. I know y'all hear me and you're probably thinking like, what the fuck? Ramen? It's like ramen noodles. Like the shit you've been eating since you was a kid. Or the shit you was eating as a college student. Or the shit you eat when it's the day before you get paid. <laughs> um, Yes. Today I'm talking about ramen. And I think... It's a little underestimated. Ramen is like a basic staple. Like, I made some dope-ass shit poor as hell with ramen. Like, I made a dope-ass broccoli and cheese tetrazzini. That was dope. I made that in college with some ramen. Um, some dope ass chicken noodle soup <laughs> just simple um, yeah but ramen ramen is a great ass staple this is actually recommended by one of my friends his name is M uh, he, was, he recommended it to me and I think it was actually ingenious I've been thinking so far and so, like, out of this realm to, like, come up with ideas for dinner for everybody and ideas and shit like that, but I'm gonna start tweaking it and I'm gonna start making this dope. This is the segment of the show that I love the most and I'm going to start actually recording and posting some of me actually making the recipes if I come up with like a full dinner I'm going to show you all how to make it um I'm going to start recording and posting it to our social media I we it's going to be on the Instagram it's going to be on the Twitter so definitely start looking out for that that's going to be dope but yeah this week we're going to talk about ramen um even if you just want to make it, if you want to make it simple, you want to do it like, kind of like a stir fry, all you do is boil the noodles, simple as shit. Um, you can use the seasoning packet that it comes with, whether it be fancy, like a mama noodle, which is a brand, and that's really dope, or if you want to get the marshmallow. I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, 
it's the little orange pack that's always at the um I guess the common noodles package or whatever any type of ramen you want to use um I typically do one basic meat either a uh, shrimp pork um pork like tenderloin is really good um beef you can cut up some steak put that in there get a little fancy with it um shit i don't put hamburger meat in my ramen like it's you ramen is the most like basic but it's like it's basic elegant you can make some dope ass shit with ramen all you gotta do is be creative with it so um how about we gonna mix up some ramen some broccoli some shrimp and asparagus a little something extra asparagus tips or even if you just do broccoli green onion and a meat like just look that goes a far green onions normally about maybe like 50 cent a bundle 50 cents to a dollar a bundle at any grocery store it's really dirt cheap it's one of my favorite flavors it has a nice like crisp like subtle onion taste but it's really good and it goes really well with ramen and it pairs well um if you want to do a broth, make your own broth, uh, and don't have beef broth or anything like that, when you're cooking your noodles, before you put the noodle pack, well, the noodle in there, put the season packet in the water, and the granules or whatever would make it a dope-ass season and, like, broth and, like, a base, a good base to um, make your noodles in. That's another option. Some people just put the seasoning packet on after the uh, noodle is cooked. But shit, it's an option. So <laughs> I'm making noodles even complicated. So, hey, y'all, uh, what's for dinner? It's ramen. I had a segment earlier in the beginning of the show when I first started called the Shut Up Susan segment. And it's about either really dumbass people, dumbass women, uh, dumbass dudes. It's a general ass name. Susan could be anybody. Um, but today I'm going to talk about uh, bitch ass Susan. Shut up, Susan. Um... Susan, not Susan, her name is actually Amber Geiger. Uh, if you don't know who she is, she is the police officer, quote, unquote, um, who killed the amazing brother, Botham Jean, uh, who was an accountant in Houston or Dallas, or one of the uh, larger cities in Texas. Uh, she killed the young man because she allegedly thought that he was in her apartment she was getting off of work she was an off-duty cop just getting off of work 
going to her apartment. But somehow she got off on the wrong floor. Completely different. Their two floors. She, I think she lived on the fourth floor. He lived on, or he lived on the fourth floor. She lived on the third floor. And for some reason, I don't, it's unfathomable thinking that she somehow was in her apartment. I've walked in several times, like in, when I lived in the dorm and shit, walked into a room, maybe walked in, walked into a room by accident or something like that. And immediately I knew it wasn't my room. If I walk somewhere and I've seen my, like you see your room, you see your apartment every day. You know what the fuck your apartment look like. You know what the hell your uh, living room looks like. You know what your door looks like. If you have something on your door, if you have a, a fucking red carpet. He had a mat, a welcome mat in front of his house, apartment. He had a red fucking welcome mat. It was not your fucking apartment. How the fuck do you kill a black man assuming that he broke into your house when you know it wasn't your fucking house? The shit, like, hits a nerve because it's just blowing my mind. Like, and she's got away, barely scotch-free. She got 10 years. 10 years for taking this man's life. Is that what his life is really worth? And then the bitch ass um, judge, who was a black woman, um, said, well, she kind of had, she was able to, well, the whole stand your ground idea was valid. But it wasn't her fucking apartment. So the judge, you a bitch ass Susie too. You're a bitch ass Susan. Shut up, Susan. Whoever, that's you. That goes to Amber Geiger, and it goes to the judge that was on this case. Both of y'all. Y'all are the bitch-ass Susans of the day. Okay, I'm sorry. My rant is over, but I had to bring it up. Um, it's still been on my heart. Um, damn. I remember when the case first happened, and it, it was just confusing. I'm like, how the fuck? How do you even think? All prayers goes to the Botham Jean family. Um, uh, they already have a foundation. If anyone would like to support, definitely go on there. I'll have links to um, the foundation, and I'll maybe make a link in the um, on my IG as well. Um, yeah, yeah, that's the bitch ass Susan today. This week, um, don't really have, like, a music artist of the week. Uh, I'm trying to, like, start, like, getting a little bit more diverse in my, um, my music catalog. So, I'll keep up and start posting some stuff maybe throughout the week. Maybe a top five of music that I'm digging and music that I'm feeling or whatever. So, definitely, I'll go ahead and post that. 
Alright, let's go ahead and get into our topic. We're going to go ahead and talk about toxic relationships. My idea of a toxic relationship is when you, i.e. me, or whoever, or the other party in the relationship treats the other with malice or ill intent. Y'all get what I'm saying? I'm talking about like, let's say I'm dating somebody and I tell them I love them and all that good stuff. I love you. You the one. You bae. All this shit. But also like, hey, you know, you can't go out like you can't wear that outfit. Are you tapping into the subconscious to where you make them feel like they're less than or they have as less less or lower self-esteem that's some that's some real tea for that ass for real um i've been in some relationships and i just want to go ahead and preface when i say a relationship it does not mean a romantic relationship it doesn't always have to be a romantic relationship relationships are when two people relate and they have some type of connection whether it be friendship or a family tie or self-love because you have a relationship with yourself i for one love me i love chef i love everything about me and if i'm treating myself poorly and treating myself wrong how am i going to be able to treat somebody else right so let me go ahead and break it down um let's go ahead we can go ahead and first let's talk about traditional when people think of relationships i'm going to talk about romantic relationships i for one have been in a romantic relationship where the person was controlling manipulative and toxic doesn't mean they didn't care for me when i tell you when i say somebody's toxic does not mean that they don't care for you sometimes they do some things because them self have some issues and some obstacles that they need to go ahead and climb but they start or join within join forces with you to make a relationship but they ain't fully ready mentally physically emotionally whatever the relationship i was in it was it was a long distance relationship or whatever and they had a lot of health emotionally mentally issues so because they had all those issues they were a little what is it self-conscious or what is that word i'm trying to think um they were very insecure and sometimes insecurities bring out a lot of negativity in a person um because it was long distance you know with long distance you want to make sure that you communicate as much and as often to make the distance not seem as far so there's levels of normal long distance relationship communication and like toxic um i was in college at the time 
And, you know, in college, you got friends. This was my first time I had a little apartment or whatever. And throughout this six-month, seven-month relationship, I literally hung out with my friends total. These are the people that are in, like, that were around me, physically around me. I've spent maybe total over six months. It was about three weeks. Like outer hours, minutes, whatever time combined. About three weeks out of whole six months. Whenever I wasn't in class, I was on the phone with them. Whenever I wasn't... Or whenever they were having a moment or they couldn't, they were completely dependent on me. So I never got to be myself or anything. Like I worked, I went to school, I was with them. A lot of my friends when they were, that were around me at that time, they were always like, well, you know what chef is. She's up in her room, caked up, as always. Her ass don't never leave the fucking room like a fucking uh, hobbit. <laughs> like, this shit was getting bad. It was really, really bad. And I wouldn't have gotten out of that because I felt like the person needed me to survive or needed me. And I felt guilty. And I... I got nervous. When someone gets you, when you're in a relationship with someone and they have you feel like if you leave the situation because it's not beneficial for you and they feel like, they make you feel like if I leave, this person may not live or this person may not um, be successful without me, that's a problem. That's a problem for real. Like, I've seen romantic relationships in my childhood and my life and family members and all that who would not leave something that they knew that wasn't good for them, whether it was physically emotional, mentally emotional, spiritually emotional, whatever. If they knew that, and would not leave that's all I saw in my childhood I saw a whole bunch of stuff where I wish I was told that hey this is not good this is not beneficial because maybe if I was told that I wouldn't have experienced those relationships sometimes you do go through those cycles and unfortunately those like um family curses or whatever but thank god um, i made it through i like i made it through successfully um and i greatly appreciate the person that helped me get out of that and yeah that's the like i'm grateful for the person that helped me get out of that relationship because i didn't think that it was right for me to leave Yeah. 
But big ups to that person that I was in a relationship with. They're surviving. They're thriving. She's great. And I'm so happy for her. So, um, and got a new boo, whatever. Yeah. So, you always got, like, it's always some type of happiness and some type of solution and resolution at the end of the time. Like, she was a great person. She was a good person. I'm not saying that she was horrible, but, yeah. Good people. Just the relationship was not helpful and it wasn't positive it wasn't a positive next up we're gonna talk about some toxic friendships and that's kind of what prompted me to even talk about this and have this conversation um a couple weeks ago a week ago maybe um i was able to reach out well no i reached out to a high school friend of mine like a real close friend we like real tight our families got tight, like, cool as a fan, like, homegirl, like, that was my homie, like, to the point where I called her, like, a sister and all that or whatever, it was real tight, so, pardon me, I think I may have some sniffles, I don't know, but, pardon me, show must go on, so, we were tight, we were real close friends, that was my homie, that was my home skillet biscuit, that's my shit, when I call you home skillet biscuit, it's levels of friendship, home skillet biscuit is, like, the pinnacle a friend in my book so if you're my homie you like you we tight if you my home skillet biscuit it's on a whole nother level we like family so she was like my family real cool person um but i don't know always been that person where friends will always come to i was that friend everybody would come to when they had issues I was always that one so she always confided in me and I thought that was what friends are supposed to do I really never confided in her she didn't even know I liked women till I was in college yeah I think I was in college yeah she didn't even know I liked women till then um which wasn't a problem but we were just real tight um I got to college thing like when I when we left when I left for school like I like y'all know I told y'all I live in Alabama uh original story i'm originally from nashville tennessee i always told y'all i'm from nashville tennessee born and raised that's my home i love 615 till i die all day yes six one fuck five yes so (laughs) sorry for my rant that's home um i left nashville to go to college i'm the oldest of four yeah four kids (laughs) I'm the oldest of four kids. I think it's always funny when I forget how many kids my mama got. Uh, Oldest of four. And my youngest sibling, when I left for college, was in my mom's womb. Like, literally. I'm 18 years older than my brother. Um, And that's a story we're going to, I'm going to, I promise you, I'm going to get my mom to record and tell me about her life and growing up and the difference between growing up as a generation why is she what generation would she be x gen x yeah i think she gen x because i'm a millennial i don't know but yeah my mom had me early she had me at 16 and she continued to have kids i was not prepared for all that i only asked for one sister and i got two and a brother but i digress um i left nashville because i wanted to have some freedom and venture out and learn who I was um because I felt like I couldn't stay home and actually be myself fully 
So I left for college and our friendship kind of changed. When you leave for college, you really like your first year. Yeah, you come home. You come home all the time. You get homesick and shit like that. But after a while, you meet friends, you make friends, you build relationships with people. And that's what I was doing. I met a whole bunch of dope ass people. You'll hear from a couple of them in the um show. I'll interview some of them. You'll meet some dope ass people that help mold you into the greatness that you will become and the greatness that you are at that moment and all type of shit like that. Um, she was not too fond of that. That's when I started realizing that our friendship wasn't as beneficial or equally yoked. Um, yeah, that's when I realized that. I always was the person that she would come talk to when she had issues, but I never was the one to come talk to her. Um, she was not the first friend that I came out to. She was like, I don't know, it just, some things changed and some stuff shifted when I made friends with other people and learned what friendship was truly about. Um, I'm not saying that she used me or anything like that or she was just horrible she was like i'm not saying she was a horrible friend she was a good friend she was a great friend to her capacity so when i came off to college i always talked about her everybody in my college knew about her they were like i was like yo you gotta meet my friend she is dope as shit like that's my homie that's my rider that's my like that's my home skillet biscuit y'all like for real so she came like I was like hey you gotta come down you gotta come down to Alabama she was like okay I'll come I was like you gotta come to Alabama I've been I was at I was in Alabama I originally got here in 2010 she did not come and attempt to visit to 2014 so four years has passed yeah I still hadn't finished my degree I don't know what's going on I still currently haven't finished my degree and it's almost 10 fucking years in but don't judge me shit is hard and I pay out-of-state tuition I recommend keep your ass at home get your associates do the community college route first and then do the community college route first and then go ahead and finish with your bachelor's nobody prepared for me for that I went to all-black high school so nobody told me that shit um so we what happened so she we were planning on her coming down and when i told her to come down we had plans she was gonna come down she was gonna stay with me we was gonna chill we was gonna kick it so i'm gonna also preface that during the same time i was living off my financial aid refund checks y'all if you went to college you know how the struggle is uh living off my refund check needed a job i applied for this job like a little um job at the mall like the cookie company or some shit and it's like i need this damn job i put in a little application i said they was gonna call me and the day that she was gonna come in town i get a call at like seven pardon me seven a.m 7 a.m. I get a call talking about, hey, we looked at your resume and we want you to come in. We need you to come in. It's going to be, <clears throat> we need you to come in 
is going to be like a trial. We're going to put you in for about three hours, two hours or whatever. And then you can go. We just want to test and see how you feel, how you work with other employees and all that. It's like, all right, cool, whatever. So, but let me remind you, this is the same day that she was coming. Her Actually, it was her and her sister. Um, I told, like, she told, they told me to come in, like, right then. I will get the, it will be, like, basically, if I go in, I get the job. I, being a broke fucking college student, yo ass, when they tell you you can get a job, you need to come in, what the fuck you do? You go to the fucking job so you can get some fucking money so you won't be eating ramen every fucking day. So, we, I went in, and during the shift, it seemed like time kind of sped up or whatever, and she texted me, and she was like, I'm on my way. So, I'm like, okay, Nashville's about two and a half hours, if I go in, she'll be able to, let's see, if I go in, by the time I leave, or by the time it's time for me to leave, she would be, like, just coming into town. So, I was like, all right, bet. I'll see y'all soon. Um, no, I actually texted her before I got the call. So, I told her I'll see her soon. She was coming. They told me I was only going to go in for, like, three days. I was like, all right, bet, cool. So, I went in. And when I went in, I went in. <clears throat> it was cool weird little white folks but you know how it is uh went in talked to the folks uh it was a cool job whatever i thought it was gonna mesh well they was talking about paying me on the table so i wouldn't have to worry about taxes i was like shit this sounds like a little lick so i went in all right y'all so i'm back talking about toxic relationships and you know i was talking about that friend who was coming down to see me i have a special guest i have my friend my homie you want to use your name that's fine. All right. I got my homegirl, Lauren, who is going to give the details. She was the person that was going to meet the girl and bring her to me because I had to work. So, Lauren, do you remember anything about that day? Absolutely. I just remember wondering why she was so pissed off that you had to work. Weren't you at work? Yeah. That's what it was. I just kept thinking, you're not going to work all day. Yeah. Two hours is not that long of a drive. And it literally was my first time getting called in. I got called in by the cookie company. They told me, hey, we're going to try you out. If you come in, you got the job, basically. Mm -hmm. As you remember, I was a broke-ass college student. I had no fucking money. (laughs) No money. You at least had a job, and you had an apartment with all your old roommates. So I didn't have no money. I was actually living with my old roommate. In my apartment so I needed money to sustain life you know what at the end of the day you guys relationship boiled down to this you were friends as children yeah and that friendship never evolved into adulthood because as children you don't have to worry about things like a job and a schedule when school was over you hung out as much as you wanted to hang out mm-hmm. But when you became adults and you're living in different cities, you can't pay the same kind of attentiveness to your friend. Right. And she was expecting that. She never could make that switch to an adult friendship saying, mm-hmm. okay, I need to travel X amount of time and we need to get our schedule synced up. Oh, she has to work. Okay, 
uh, let me hang out for a little bit while you go get that money to pay your bills so you can survive because you're not depending mm-hmm. on anyone. Like, and I hate to say it, but that's her problem. You and did nothing funny, wrong. That was her problem. She needed to make that switch in her head. Yeah. And the funny thing is, when this happened, like, it all happened so quickly. I was waiting on her. I got my apartment clean. I was ready. We was all going to hang out. Like, I did not know until she already left Nashville and she was on her way down. Like, I think I had, like, a little virgin mobile phone. <laughs> a trap phone. <laughs> like, my trap phone. And barely had minutes. So I called you. I was like, Lauren, I need you to hold, do a solid for me. And I didn't even want you to, like, hang out with them. I just wanted them to trail you to bring you bring you to me. I mean, bring them to me. Yeah, and that wouldn't have been a problem because, once again, and that's adult friendships, you do what you have to do. That's exactly what it was. But that was all it was. It wasn't like I needed you to, like, hold them and babysit them or take them to the to wherever. Well, honey, she was offended at the thought of even being in my presence. I remember that. Very much so. Um, 2011, 2012, I mm-hmm. remember I came back home. I was talking to her, and we were just catching up. And one day she dropped the M-bomb. The what? Yeah. Oh, by the way, this woman is Asian. Um, and we both went to, like, predominantly black schools, which never really was an issue. So she knew better is what you're saying. She knew better. So, and I don't know what happened. I went away to college. We was out of made other friends, all that. She, the problem with her is she never made any other friends other than me. Boom. And it started making, it become more prevalent when I got more friends. And I would talk about y'all when I would go home. Just like I would talk about her when I got, when I was in Alabama. You know what, in order for a friendship to survive, it has to grow and evolve, and it sounds like she did not grow and evolve. She didn't recognize the changes in you as a person. Mm. She didn't recognize the changes in you guys' age. Yeah. And no offense, but (laughs) talk to people like that. You don't need friends like that. At all. I'm sorry. If they're not going to be here to help you get that money and pay your bills, if they're not going to support you and your growth and – they're going to drop offensive language like that because I make strides not to say the N-word myself because I don't want anyone else around me to think that they can be that comfortable to drop that oppressive word in my presence. Yeah. So, no, 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 no. And no, she's not even going to be that sensitive to your feelings. You don't need people like that in your life. And before that, I never recall her ever using it. Not as no kid. Not when we was younger. First of all, I didn't use it. I didn't start using that word like as hard as I was, well, currently, sometimes I use it at home, but that's in the presence of my home and presence of my people. So you sometimes when you use that word, you have to know who you can use it around, who you cannot use it around. And Girl, that's a whole different it's a whole tangent. Yeah. And that's the whole take it back movement, yeah. whether you agree, disagree, who yeah. can say it because it's popular. That's a whole yeah. different. A whole other topic. But that was another thing that kind of popped off to me. And I made other friends. You remember I met, uh, I had that friend um, that I was real, real tight with. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I talked about her. and You know how I, I felt about that person. 
I know. That wasn't the best, and it wasn't. That was another toxic was relationship. I, like, draw toxic people, unfortunately. I we don't all know do. Why. You know what? Here's the thing about a toxic relationship. You don't know it's toxic until you're out of it. Yeah. A lot of the time. Or you've made a friend with someone, or you're in a relation with someone, and they treat you the way that you deserve to be treated, that you want to be treated. Then all of a sudden... When you're doing better, now you know better. Yeah. And you can look back at those toxic relationships and be like, oh, it was toxic because I allowed X, exactly. Y, and Z. You don't do better until you know better. You're right. Talk shit all day. All day. <laughs> so the reason why I brought up the whole issue with, let's call her D. reason I brought up the whole conversation with D and the whole issue is because her birthday was last month. Every year for her birthday, I normally contact her. And this past year, well, this year, I sent a text message. The phone number was disconnected. Um, I actually still am contact in contact with her sister, her younger sister. Her younger sister loves me. I love her. I love her family. I love, I love Dee. I don't have a problem with her. I just think our friendship has ended, and I can love her from afar. There's nothing wrong with that. And I got to the point where I'm more mature and I need only happy vibes in my life, just to put it in lamest terms. Girl, that's self-care. And we have a mutual friend, and you know who he is, that I have decided that I can be a friend to you, but because of certain ways, I don't think you can really be a friend to me, nor Mm -hmm. are you willing, but it's okay. Mm -hmm. You can love them from afar. You can wish them well. If they ever reach out to you and they want to open up that conversation Mm -hmm. and you are willing to do it, love and light. Go for it. There's nothing wrong with loving people from afar. Yeah. It's called maturity. Like I said, your relationships have to evolve with you. Mm. And if they don't evolve and they're not here for you in the present, they're not here to keep you pushing forward, mm. do what you have to do. Okay. I'm wrong with it. So this year I hit her up, didn't get the her phone was disconnected. So I contacted her sister and was like, hey, please let your sister know I care about her. Let her know I said happy birthday. Just because that's what I do every year. Last year, I called, I left a voicemail. No, I text. And her husband called back. And he called back, was like, who is this? I was like, hey, it's me. I just want to say happy birthday. I don't want to cause no trouble. I just, I'm not trying to do it. Because the year before that, she snapped. And she was like, I didn't even think you remember me. And da 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 I'm like, dude, it's your birthday. I'm not ruining your day. Have a good one. Be blessed. You know what? Hurt feelings means that you still matter yeah i have an ex that texts me happy birthday Mm -hmm. every year and i don't get upset or Mm -hmm. anything i just look at it i don't respond but i smile and say oh that's sweet and i keep it pushing because that person doesn't mean anything anymore that's exactly what i was expecting that's what i was hoping so i contacted her sister and i she ended up i ended up getting her number honestly you conveyed what you wanted to convey and there was nothing wrong with it like i said if you love someone mm-hmm. you can love them from afar yeah you said happy birthday wishing well and all this extra i wouldn't have entertained it but you know what you 
learn mm-hmm. and you move on. It's and I would the honest truth is I thought that she maybe has grown. It's literally has been since 2014 since we had a full conversation. But you know what? Like I said, she doesn't have to be your friend, but you can be hers and love her from afar, yeah. and you can root her on, mm. and maybe she'll grow, maybe she won't, mm. maybe in the future you'll reconnect, and if you don't, it's okay. You yeah. can still wish her well, let her go Definitely on. not contacting her on her birthday no more. Yeah, clearly. that shit opened up way too many old wounds that I didn't know that was still there. Mm-hmm. From like, oh, eventually she finally was like, I forgive you. But do you really? I forgive you. I love you. This is the words of somebody that is toxic. I love you, chef. I forgive you. Oh, if that's the closure you've been wanting to our friendship, then I hope that will help. That is not sincerity. At all. But it's okay. It's okay. But that, like, you can't say, I love you, I forgive you, after. You know what? That's that pettiness that I do. I'm not going to lie. I'm a woman, and when me and my husband get into an argument, and I know I'm wrong at the end, I'll be like, "Mm mm-hmm, it's okay. I forgive you. It's cool. It's cool, baby. It's not cool. (laughs) It is not cool. Um, pro tip for all the people that are dating women, whether it be a woman or a man, whoever, um, if your spouse or partner tell you it's fine, it's cool, it's okay, we good, it's a problem. I recommend running or try to solve the problem immediately. Check the tone. Oh, yeah, very much so. And you cannot decipher tone through a text message. So if No, you I can a, get a text and says it's fine, I know what it is, and I know it's not mm-hmm. for a fact. Look, have that. It's fine, or Go ahead. no worries. Go ahead. It's no fine. No worries, Do nigga. it. No, I'm sorry. No worries. Like. <laughs> Be worried. Scares the mess out of me. <laughs> but I digress. I digress. I digress. We good. Scares the hell out of me. I swear. I promise it does. Man, black woman problems. Okay. (laughs) So, we done talked about friendships. You want to talk about love, lust, relationships? Ooh, child. (laughs) All right. All right. So, mm, what are we going to call him? Let's see. Whatever you want to call him. Lieutenant Dan. Sure. Let's let's talk about Lieutenant. <laughs> this was a fool. I did not know because I was what I thought was love, okay? Yeah. Um I can look back now only because I am out of the relationship. Like I said, a lot of the times you don't realize how toxic it is until the end and by then it's been a build up of a lot and a lot of anger and a lot of hurt feelings but I can look back and be like why didn't I see those red flags why didn't I see how toxic this person was for me all right so this man first of all damn I was so forgiven back then first of all I didn't know about your children until later hold on wait 
Girl, when we first started talking, I didn't know he had kids, nor an ex-wife, uh, Astrid, d- wasn't actually his ex-wife. They were just separated. They hadn't signed the papers. But um, didn't know about any of that until later. And I listened to his excuse was, well, she wants to get back together. It has been a very hard relationship. I didn't know how to bring this topic up. Eventually, everything done in dark comes to light. It came out, and I listened, and I was forgiving because I was team lieutenant, okay? I wanted to believe in him. I wanted to support him, you know, things like that. So his work ethic was non-existent. after he moved in? Uh, no, no, no. I found that out like maybe three, four weeks into our relationship. Still, that's, that's a long time. It's a big thing to hide. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. And I forgave. Okay. And we moved on. That was before we vetted his ass. Mm-hmm. Shit. Mm-hmm. All right. So, all right, ladies, peep this. All right, pro tip. Look at the relationship with his kids. Is he making effort? with his children, if he has children. If he is not putting forth that effort to his own children, what kind of effort is he going to put in with you? And I wish someone had told me that. Now, he used the excuse of, no matter how much effort I put in, she's not letting me, so I stopped. Mm. And as our relationship progressed, it, it's that was a lie. It was truly just lack of effort on his part. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't sit well with me. If you're going to have children, those are your babies. Love yeah. them. Put forth effort. I loved his kids. Yeah. And so how... Since you was daddy. <laughs> so how am I going to love your kids and you you don't? Yeah. You know? So, um, pro tip. So, lied about that. All right? He had a non-existent work effort. I was, at the time, remember, full-time college stu- uh, student. Mm-hmm. Full-time job. And I'm supporting me and you and your children yes they don't live with us but you still have to support your children right so every amount of money he was sending her came from me and the reason i can look back and say that's toxic how can you watch me study go to school all day then work all night and not want to help me yeah my health was deteriorating yeah my happiness was non-existent and the kind of person I am, how I show my love for someone I want to do for you. I want to be there for you, you know? Right. And I'm going above and beyond to make you happy, and you're not returning it, all right? A relationship, it's what I give, you give. There should never be an empty cup, because as I'm emptying my cup to fill yours, you're emptying your cup to fill mine. Right. And now that I can look back, that wasn't happening, all right? So towards the end of our relationship, he started to go through some mental things and breaking down. And that's when I realized that I was unhappy because like I said before, the kind of person I am, I wanna be there to love, comfort, provide, help you. That's how I show my love. When he was having this come, like this come apart, I didn't have the desire to be there for him. Right. And he would literally have breakdowns on my shoulders because he, he was ex-military. Yeah. He's PTSD is real people. Yeah. All right, and he was having a real hard time, and I didn't care. Mm. And if you hit that point, you don't you don't love a person. Right. Like he would literally cry on my shoulder, and my face would be blank, and right. I'd be thinking in my head, I can't wait till you shut up. And those are not the thoughts that you're supposed to have when you love someone. Right. I had no compassion 
And that is when I started thinking, why do I feel this way? And I start looking at everything he was doing, everything I was doing, how I felt about everything. And I had to get the hell up out that relationship. Yeah. And his true colors, woo, Lieutenant showed his <laughs> ass, honey. Do you remember that? Yes, okay. I remember that. I put him out and I changed the locks and I went to work that night and I came home and this fool broke into my apartment. First of all, I forgot that you changed the locks before he did this. Mm-hmm. Kicked him oh, out. Shit. I don't know how he got in, girl. <laughs> Espionage, the military yeah. skills. This fool broke into my apartment, broke every piece of glass in that house. Anything that could be broken was gone, remember? Yeah. Got garbage out of the dumpsters and threw it all over my house. Stole so much. Oh All right. God. Yeah, he stole your PlayStation. This was a PlayStation. My PlayStation Four, honey. That was when they first came out. Yeah. He stole that shit. That I bought with my money because he didn't work. First and of all, I'm gonna be honest. As a friend of yours, I never knew he did not work. I don't know where what I was thinking he was doing with his life. I didn't I, let you know. All right, I didn't let you know because, like I said, how I am as a person, I want yeah. to protect, provide, and I was afraid what people would think of him. So I hid that fact. He was a quote unquote professional gamer. Remember all those vacations? Whoa. Yeah, you remember that? All those vacations mm -hmm. we took down to Florida and to Atlanta for final round and all that stuff so he could compete. Whose dime do you think that was on? But it was under the guise of he was working. Gotcha. But you know what? I wanted to support his dream. But at the same time, like I said, you could be that ride or die. Yeah. You should. If you're in a relationship, you should give your all. But yeah. the problem comes, you need to be with someone that is willing to give their all to. for you as right. well. That way you're never just exhausted. You right. have someone putting back into you. And that's where toxic relationships happen. You have to look at it. You need to realize what, what are they giving back to you and what are you giving to them? Is it reciprocated? And, and granted, it's not going to be 50-50 yeah. the entire time. It's not going to always be equally yoked, right? Yeah, because, you know, people go through things. When I'm down, you're up, and you're supposed to pull me up. But if they're always down and they're not making an effort, <laughs> and I like I said, at the time, I didn't see it until the end. And right. when it ended, that's why it ended so badly. Yeah. I mean, honey, when I put him out and I found out he was cheating on me, he moved to New York. Hold the fuck up. Two weeks so he later. Was cheating too? Honey, yes, was cheating. Some some girl that he played uh, online games with, mm. apparently, t three weeks later, he was in New York, and that's when he got his divorce because he married her immediately. Now, granted, I hope they're happy. I hope they're thriving. I hope he has changed his ways, blah, mm. blah, blah. But you know what? I should have known better. He cheated on his wife. That's why they weren't together. It came out later. He cheated on his wife, and that's why they were separated. Mm. But you live, you learn. I didn't realize how toxic it was until the end. And it was too late then because I was bitter. I was angry. He was suicidal. And it's so shameful that I had thoughts in my head, well, shit, just do it so you could leave me alone. Damn. I was so unhappy that I really thought that about another human being. And yeah, it's shameful, but at the same time, I never, oh, thank goodness, I would never say that to a person, but yeah. when I realized that I can't even be there for you, yeah. I'm to that you point that I don't care. Yeah. 
I don't care you take another breath, just get the hell out and don't bleed on my carpet. That is wow. what I was thinking. And that's heartless. Yeah. That's not who I that am. That ain't you at all. Wow. <laughs> I hadn't talked about him in yeah. years. When, that was almost a three-year relationship. Yeah. That was a three-year relationship. You and him was together. I want to say like 2013-ish. Mm-hmm. Yep. Around 2013-ish to like yeah. 2016? Yeah. Shit. And I, yeah. even when we broke up, I knew it was toxic, but I didn't realize the severity of it right. until now that I'm married to a wonderful man. Mm-hmm. And everything he does to be sure that I'm happy and everything I do to be sure that he's happy, I can see that none of that was there in that relationship and I don't think I would ever be able to see how bad it was until I'm now that I'm on the completely opposite side of it yeah oh but at the same time I mean I'm not upset about it because I damn sure know now what I won't put up with oh very much so it's a learning lesson most definitely you definitely learn some shit like you can say the wrong thing to me now and if it makes me think of him oh <laughs> gloves off we might fight like because i will not be treated like yeah, that i will not be disrespected like even though we have these toxic relationships and people in our life like just for our own sur- mental survival you have to be like okay it was a learning experience don't right. tear yourself down for something like that be like okay I hate I went through that, but at least now I know what I will tolerate, what I won't tolerate, what I'm willing to do for love, what I'm not willing to do for love. And if you don't have your shit together, like, yeah, you need to be there and support and build up. But if you don't have the desire to build yourself up, I'm not going to be there to help build you up. I know that now. And I took that from that relationship. Wow. Oh, man, there was so much. And I didn't let any of you know. You didn't. And this is like, how, fuck, this is, this is two, three years later? You mm. never, like, I didn't, it's a lot of shit that I didn't know. He was abusive. And me and you were like, like, tight as shit. We still tight as shit, but we was like, road dogs. I almost mm-hmm. was at your apartment, like, every, every day. other day. Like, girl, he was verbally abusive, would tell me that I was unattractive and I was getting that thing you know what it was now that I could look back he didn't have the highest self-esteem himself and he was trying to break me down with him like it was it was severely abusive like it it was rough wow I saved his life a few times though because our friend I won't say his name but M yeah would ride up and <laughs> he has like this third eye. He yeah. knew what was going on without me telling him. And you guys didn't. He was trying to kill him. Yeah. All right, we're gonna do something new this week and start implementing it. This is a special Easter egg for those who actually listen throughout the entire episode. Um, I'm gonna start posting on social media. If you hear what the warning label of the day is or of the episode, um, post it on your social media, spread the word about warning label. I definitely want you guys to spread the word. If you like what you hear, tell somebody else. That's the only way we can help make this world get a little bit better. I'm not saying I'm 
a licensed practitioner for anything. Y'all heard all the drama that goes on in my life. So <laughs> you definitely know I'm not a saint chef at all. So definitely spread the word. Today's warning label for the day is... Check on your friends, man. Just because everything looks like it's okay, is it really? I did everything I could to hide that emotional abuse and how toxic my relationship was from all my friends. And only one saw through it. Check on your friends, man. Please do. We not okay out in these streets. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> Check on your strongest friends, check on your weak friends, check on them friends that are always smiling, check on all of your people. The ones that's always smiling normally wear a mask. That's my favorite poem by Paul Lawrence Dunbar. We wear the mask that grins and lies, hides our cheeks, and shades, shades our, our eyes. eyes. I'm serious. That shit is real, man. Hell, check on yourself. Yes. Take a, take a step back. Take an intrapersonal look at what's really going mm -hmm. on. Are you happy? No, you're not. What's going on? Why aren't you? Exactly. And tell tell somebody. Sometimes you may have to reach out. If your friend ain't reaching out to you, sometimes reach out to that one friend that you know will not judge you for shit. And I know I got that. And I'm grateful for my friends. And I love them dearly. So you may have some toxic relationships, you may have toxic friendships, toxic family, toxic self-love, but sometimes you just gotta reach out. And you know, and if you don't have that friend, don't have that person, please talk to a therapist, talk to somebody, talk to your mama. If you ain't got your mama to talk to, hit me up in my DMs, it's Warning Label Pod on Instagram, Contact me. I'm serious. I'm here. I ain't got nothing else to do. Hit me up anytime. All right. So thanks for checking out another episode of Morning Label Podcast. I am your host, Chef AC. My special guest, my best sister, Lauren. Thank you so much for joining me. Of course. I got you, boo. You got anything <laughs> you want to plug or anything like that going on in your life? Find happiness, guys. It is the most amazing feeling in the world. Yeah, and we're going to talk about some more happiness soon because I got some better episodes where we ain't talking about toxic shit, but thank y'all. Have a good one. Thank you so much for listening to the episode today. Please, if you want to come finish the conversation, please go ahead. Use the hashtag the Easter egg and the uh on social media we now have a twitter we're gonna start being more um active on twitter uh I, ig everything is warning label pod at warning label pod um please if you have any questions if you ever want to just talk hit me up um any concerns any like ideas that you want to hear on the show this is for you um any topics definitely hit me up um i'm always willing and happy to go ahead and try to have y'all engaged and i want to be more engaged with the listeners and the people that are listening i don't think anybody is i'm just doing this because i feel like i have some shit I, I shit i gotta get off my chest and some shit i gotta say um 
just a just a chef yeah y'all have a good one